Blog Talk Radio. I want to give you a few tips today about social media. If you are active uh-huh. on social media, please assume from the start that you are going to get criticized. And don't get too upset about it. That's my advice. Don't let it get to you. It comes with the territory. I'm going to give you two quick examples that I had this week. I like to take postings by recruiters on Twitter and repost them in my Facebook group. So I did that. And then one of the totally people wrong. on my group cool. started bugging me about the fact that the original poster was being criticized, and the poor girl didn't have a chance to defend herself. I said, okay, so go get her, right? So he does. He goes and snitches on Twitter, and so she comes to the group, looks at the comments, and uh, there's one that's an obvious joke. It's obviously satirical, doesn't get it, and she complains about it and leaves in a huff. Okay, then I posted another one. Uh, I posted another one from a recruiter who said that recruiting programmers is like working with a mentally ill teenager, right? And pretty soon I was getting criticized for making fun of mentally ill teenagers. Now, you might think that's wrong as well. I mean, teenagers are supposedly hard to reason with, and often so are mentally ill people. But uh, you might think it's wrong to uh, draw attention to that, even in a lighthearted way. Might, okay? Might think that's wrong? Yeah, that's they might. I don't think wrong. It's, yeah, I don't think that's it was wrong. It's wrong. It's, 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 it's ridiculous. First of all, that, that the one guy posted it, nah, okay. Nobody's going to see it. None of us know that person. So then you single that out and spotlight it in your uh, group with 10,000 people. That's the problem. That's, yeah, that's I don't. Well, what's the problem? No, what's the problem? Aren't candidates hard to deal with, Jerry? That's Jerry. He was the guy who complained. Here's, here's okay? what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to tell you. You're not a parent. That person may or may not be a parent, but God forbid anybody has an actually diagnosed mentally ill child. Comparing that to the ups and downs of being a recruiter is absolute bullshit. Okay. Flat out. <laughs> there you go, everybody. So, delete there that. you go. Delete that now. Okay. Delete it. It's uh, totally no cool. it's nothing. There's nothing wrong yeah, with it. Yeah, see, okay. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. No, there is something wrong with it, Animal. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. There is something you wrong my with point. it. Yeah, you proved my point. No, you proved my point. The recruiting animal. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you. Thank you, and thank you for coming on during my intro and proving my point right there, okay? Right or wrong, wrong, if someone's on social media, yeah. What point was proven? That there are people who call others out on totally irresponsible posts, and that is, uh, I I can't emphasize it enough. That is Uh, not a cool thing to say. Uh, you may as okay. well. Yeah, that is not, and especially not to then grab that tweet. Nobody's even on. You're the only person even on Twitter, so nobody yeah. else would even see that. So to highlight uh, such an insensitive topic is really beyond the pale. Holy, okay. fully unprofessional. Okay, uh, and uh, I want to thank my. <laughs> I want to thank my sponsors as well. I, I don't know if they want to be thanked. I don't know if they want to be that. I don't know if they want to be juxtaposed 
<laughs> with that terrifying criticism that Jerry just gave me. Okay, but staffingdebt.com. If you've got a cheater as a client who hire, you know, does a backdoor hire on your candidate and doesn't pay you, staffingdebt.com specializes in collections for agency recruiters. And uh, their boss was just Wilson Cole was on the show a few weeks ago. I really liked him. And Rich Rosen endorses them, and he's a, a big biller. Okay, Hire Tool, H I R E T U A L dot com, the super duper sourcing tool. Uh, Michael G. Cox uh, was just writing something about them on, uh, on Twitter. What was that, Michael G.? Yeah, they, uh, they just secured a $13 million Series B Yay! funding, I believe. Yeah. They made some money. Okay, or they raised some money. Okay, then who did? PC, yeah, PC recruiter. PC recruiter. I'm almost done. PCRecruiter.net, Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. PCRecruiter.net. If you're a recruiter, they love you. And 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 hone it. H o n e i t dot com. The online interview technology. I'll cut it short there. I'll come back to those things. Our guest today is a third time guest. Okay, there's people who say it's terrible to be a guest on this show. Okay, but she's come back on her own three times, and she is a woman. I I know we, you know, uh, Amy was on just a few weeks ago, but I'd say we're lopsided in terms of uh, the sexual representation of guests on this show. (laughs) Not through any choice of our own. Okay, Uh, I don't know why it works out like that. Uh, Jody, welcome back. Is is the uh, is there any reason you think I've got more men than women on this show as guests? Probably yelling, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Animal. Maybe they're... they're okay, you don't know. Okay, you don't know. male recruiters than female recruiters, are there? No, I think it's the reverse, okay? But yeah. if you want to criticize, maybe it's this. If you want to criticize Jody Lane while she's talking to us here, go to uh, at Twitter, <laughs> at Recruit Yogini. That's... Recruit Yogini, Y-O-G-I-N-I, okay? And you can isn't criticize that, her in public. Like a, and a perfect example of, of the whole nature of your persona? Instead of saying, hey, if you want to find Jody, here's her website, here's her blog. No, it's if you want to track Jody down and criticize and humiliate Jody in any way, here's how to do so. <laughs> See, yeah. that's why women don't come on this show. Uh-huh. Okay. It really is. Is yeah, it? Yeah, I don't really Boy, uh, want to get. Uh, are women more sensitive than men? Is that what no you're saying, anyway, Jerry? Are you? I do want to Jody. put a shout out to Animal for helping me with my Twitter name because I've been on this show a couple times, and both times you were like, "WTF your Twitter handle," and this time mm. you just gave everybody my Twitter handle. Said, "Go look her up." Okay. And you want another? Call? I'll give you a compliment. A I like your your new picture. You, your new black and white picture. Oh, yeah. Far far superior to anything you had before. Really That's like nice, it. Huh? Yeah. Okay. So you say iPhone 11. Okay. Oh, you took it yourself. What do you know? No. I thought it was a professional picture. I thought really, honestly, thought it was professionally take it. taken. Okay. Well, okay. Well, on your LinkedIn profile, you say I'm a sorcerer and closer, both the squeaky wheel and also the grease, okay? I understand what sorcerer and closer means, but this little uh, uh, mysterious squeaky wheel and also the grease, what does that mean? Really? What I mean by squeaky wheel No, 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 like Jerry. Oh, hold on. No, no, he knows, okay? I want to see what he says before you tell us the truth. Jerry, what does it mean? What does it mean? Come on. Really, I don't know, but he knows. Jerry. Oh, no, sorry. Hey, that was me. Pardon me? That was you? Do you know what it means, yeah. Michael G. Cox? Yeah, the squeaky wheel is either the one that is complaining or saying, we've got a problem here, and the grease is the fix. Okay, yeah. Okay, well, that doesn't tell me any. Anything I know what it means in general. Yeah, I don't know what it means. Close. I don't know what it means in the recruiting okay. context. Okay, thank you, Michael G. Cox. Not okay. Tell us, please, Jody. Yeah, he's he's going <laughs> in the right direction. The squeaky wheel. Oh, okay. A recruiter needs to push back, 
bring up candidates that maybe a hiring manager wouldn't consider, expand the brief, right? And also move things along. Like sometimes people don't have time to recruit, but they need to recruit that type of thing, or they don't give you the feedback, but they need to give you the feedback. So that kind of squeaky wheel is an effective recruiter. And then the grease, again, you know, making the process smooth for my candidates and my hiring managers, just making it happen. How do you make oh, how do you make it smooth? Okay, so I understand the squeaky wheel part. These hiring managers are stupid. They give you uh, ridiculous uh, lists of requirements. Uh, they uh, <laughs> lowball the money. Okay, uh, and then once you you know you work like crazy to get a candidate that you know is fantastic. They take their time interviewing. They want to see more people. You got to slap them around, okay, uh, and get them into shape. I understand that, but the grease to smooth the process. What does that mean? Well, it comes up in different ways. So, like the closer aspect that starts in the beginning. Louder. Can right? you talk All louder, please? Closing. Can you talk louder? Okay. I can hear Maybe you just me. fine. It's you. Can you turn your okay. hearing aid up? <laughs> right. Maybe I need one because <laughs> I can barely hear can. Jerry either. Go ahead. It's all the yelling. With the ear here. Okay. So they'll always be closing. <laughs> like the grief starting to plant those seeds early on when you're starting to talk to your prospects and your candidates at those touch points, drawing them out, what other companies, what other recruiters are you talking with? You know, how's that job search going? Why did you make time to talk with me? Just those basic kind of questions that we all ask, but making sure that we keep asking them and then finding out more and more about that prospect, that candidate as we okay, go so forward. Okay, so then for the grease, you mean you, you do, a, you do a, a, some good research on the candidate so this dummy hiring manager has all the information she needs uh, to move ahead, okay? That's, that's what Right, but then okay? also, you know, presenting, not necessarily presenting super detailed uh, salary expectations right when I'm presenting the candidate for the very first time, but as we're getting deeper into it, there's, there's a certain amount of grease to get the hiring manager on board with what we're going to need to pay this person, right? So just stepping through that process, and I use a template that you know, really clarifies, kind of nails down my hiring manager. We're looking at this candidate for this job category, this position inside our organization. He has or she has this many years of experience, this degree. This is a a passive candidate or she's also looking at job offers from this company and that company. Just, you know, a couple sentences to just remind the hiring manager what we're up against. And then just really quickly, you know, this is the mid-range salary. This is what our compa ratio is. This is what I recommend. Just boom, boom, boom. Just, you know, super brief, succinct, so that my hiring manager can really easily see why I'm advocating what I'm advocating for that candidate. Mm -hmm. Okay. I wanted to get to something else. I didn't know we were going to go so much into salary, which is a good topic, but you made a few moves recently. There's a ton of um, recruiters on the job market right now themselves. So uh, I was wondering, you know, what it was like. I don't know if you searched for a job, if you were uh, recruited by another recruiter. I want to know what it was like for you. How, how did how did you happen to make the move? Yeah, so going back to leaving ARM in 2018, um, yeah. That was some, somewhat of a surprise. They had a tough quarter. I came back from my August vacation, and the week of Labor Day, um, got presented a package, which I really didn't have much of a choice but to accept. But it was super generous, and Arms is a fantastic company. So that was awesome. So they they reduced the size of the recruiting team significantly, and. I, but some of my buddies were already over at AMD, and so I didn't really look for a job. I just went over to AMD, which was really awesome. Oh, okay. Um, I, okay, and because there and people then, knew you, did you have to go through a, a hiring process, or yeah, yeah, you just yeah, showed up? Okay, well, I can't ask you then. Like I wanted to, like there's lots of people are complaining 
incessantly that was, about that was how like stupid. Back before COVID, Let me right? finish. Let me finish, will you? There's okay. a lot of recruiters. I'm going to finish my story, but ask your question. Okay, a lot of recruiters. This is a point I want to get to. Uh, anybody can disagree with me. It seems to me a lot of recruiters are complaining about the treatment they get by other recruiters at the companies they apply to. Those recruiters are stupid. Uh, they never get back to you. Uh, they ask stupid questions, uh, all kinds of things. about. They don't like recruiters when they themselves are looking for a job. Okay, You don't have anything to say like that. Am I right? I've had some weird experiences as a recruiter looking for work. I mean, it's not like I've never interviewed around as a recruiter. I've gotten some really interesting feedback, and I've gotten some just oddball feedback. I've, I've also had, like, horrible experiences interviewing. Like, my bar razor was 20 minutes late for my interview, and I was like, no way am I going to accept. I just couldn't, I couldn't stand working for a company where the bar raisers are so maxed out in interviewing that they don't come to an the interview who? on time. The bar raisers? The bar raisers? Yeah, that's like a type of interview philosophy where they have somebody from outside of the group interview everyone so that they can make sure their values, their core beliefs are in, in that higher. Okay, you know what? That reminds me of Daniel Chait from Greenhouse was on the show a few years ago. He said he was going to come back, but then refused, I think, because somebody in the company doesn't like me. Anyway, uh, but it was a good interview, and he said that uh, recruiting in most companies is a shambles, and that's what you seem to be describing here. Uh, You know, they set you up for an interview, and uh, they haul somebody in, uh, who you know maybe right didn't what didn't even have a plan. They said, hey, go interview this uh, this candidate uh, with no prep or anything like that, and they just came in late because they were busy doing something else. Is that the impression you get? Because that's what it sounds like to me. I, I wouldn't say I think that recruiting is a shambles. I mean, I don't know. Seems like they're hiring great, and it's a great company, right? I mean, I, I think it's too far to say the hiring's in a shambles, but I think that's a known bug of the bar raiser type of interview is that not everybody's trained up to be a bar raiser. You have limited people that are bar raisers. And so burnout is an issue. Scheduling is an issue. And, you know, you got to get ahead of that if you want a successful bar raiser program. Michael G. Cox, any questions for Jody about this or other topics we've covered so far? Well, within regards to recruiting and so many bad experiences or bad situations recruiting has about a thousand steps and any one of those could go awry so most organizations are going to get at least part of it wrong and and so i'm not surprised to hear that so many recruiters are complaining about recruiters okay look i got hold on i just want to i just want to note holly holly reslink says on twitter that uh, Jerry was right and, and I was wrong, and that's why I uh, there's no women on the show. Well, there was a woman just the other today, and there was before. Okay, I just want to make a Do point of that. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, uh, Michael G. Cox. It's not was, as was scary that? as it seems. It's kind of fun. Come on. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Uh, she she takes. She, okay, okay, okay. Oh, well, anyway, what about mooches? But, uh, that's another to, thing that's to, come up a lot. What about mooches? Can like, I go back uh, this to guy, Adam Car- point, though? I think that was what? Michael. You want to talk to Michael G. Cox? G. Cox. You want to talk to Michael G. Cox? Go ahead. No, I just he's, I thought he made a good point about there being a lot of steps, and steps can go wrong. And I think, and back to being the squeaky wheel in the grease, like managing the advocacy and being proactive, whether you're the candidate, whether you're the hiring manager, whether you're the recruiter. I see it really as the recruiter's role to be that agent for both the candidates and the hiring manager and get that role filled successfully with the best candidate available. But I do think as a job seeker, you have to advocate for yourself. Right? So if the steps are getting filled, missed, 
you can either get pissy about it or you can get proactive about it. Uh huh. So when this uh, interviewer comes in 20 minutes too late, you speak up and say, is this what it's like here? Is this the kind of thing I'm going to have to put up with on a regular basis? Because if it is, get another girl, okay? I that's what squeaky wheels say. Okay, here's another question. I just want to talk about that stuff that's company, been coming up. I Mooches. I wasn't able to cope with it. It wasn't the right okay. company for me. Mooches. Mooches and brain pickers. People, you know, are uh, always bugging recruiters. Uh, can I pick your brain? Can I pick your brain? Or, 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 or you know, uh, well, I'm going to send over my resume. I'd like you to take a look at it for me. Okay? And uh, apparently Adam gets tons of this stuff. And he says you have to normalize telling people when they ask too much of you when they're networking, okay? Do you find that's uh, something that you uh, encounter regularly, uh, you know, brain pickers and, uh, and mooches? I don't network oh. a whole lot, so... No, they're People networking with you. They find you on LinkedIn. They get in touch with you. Oh, Jody, you're the perfect person for me to hell. I'm going to be moving to your city then in six months. Can I come and have a coffee with you? Okay. Well, COVID's really taken care of a lot of that. Hasn't it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Michael G. Cox, are you are you uh, uh, with us in in that uh, mooch issue? I mean, you're on your own now. Uh, are there lots of people bugging you? I wouldn't say bugging me, but I do have like at least 10 calls a week with people on the job search side uh, and, and that I know I'm not going to be able to help based on the position or the locations that I currently have open. Well, they call you. What do they say? Well, what do they want from you? Just to say, I'm looking. Can you help me? You can just say, I've not got nothing for you. Is that is that all you're saying? They're ta- what, what Adam is talking about is something more than that. They want help. They want, like, uh, you to be a consultant yeah. for them for free, okay? Yeah, that happens a lot. I, yeah. I have three or four consultants, like career coaches and resume writers, that I refer out to people. I, uh-huh. I keep those, you know, at the ready. And if people are truly, that's what they're looking for, because I'm not that. You know, I, yeah. I paid okay. for help with my resume when I was actually in a job search. Oh, you did, eh? So you didn't consider yeah. yourself a good resume writer even though you read tons of them. Right. That's hmm. true. Okay. Do, would you say that recruiters have the worst resumes? Because that's what Adam says. I don't know if they have the worst, but, I mean, just because you look at – I mean, I look at technical engineering resumes – and that's not a recruiting resume, you know. It, it's totally different. So, uh huh. I think yeah. it's well, if you pay someone, if you pay someone to do your resume, he or she doesn't probably doesn't specialize in recruiting resumes either. Okay, so they're starting from scratch, just like you, and they probably know well, a lot less about recruiting than you do. And they can, they ask good questions. They they didn't write my resume, but they have a they have a process for going uh-huh. through your work history and helping you to rewrite what your skills are, what your accomplishments how much? are. How much did you pay? Can you tell us how much, you, how much did you pay for your resume? How much? $300. Oh, okay. And you're, you're, it sounds like you're happy with it. Well done. Okay. Uh, what about this? Uh, a little lighter as well, but I wanted to get to this. You are a Recruit Yogini. Even your LinkedIn is recruiting Yogini. Is a lack of consistency there, I'll point out. It's mildly confusing. But anyway, you like <laughs> yoga. You like yoga. And yoga I pants do. for recruiters, yoga pants are the hot item for recruiters working at home. Okay. But now I read an article uh, that uh, house dresses, stylish house dresses are replacing them. They're very comfortable. Uh, are you into the house dress or is it still yoga pants for you? I'm so into the house dress and the maxi skirt. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Mike? No idea what MikeRecruiter.com? <laughs> are you uh, wearing the, the Mau Mau or Moo Moo or whatever it's called or your pajamas? I have no idea what you're talking about. I, I've never okay. heard of a house dress or a, 
Sorry. Okay. Maxi, Maxi? Wife, Jerry's... The Maxi skirt? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm going to the Google right now, so Maxi skirt. Yeah, okay, the Google. Okay, he's okay. going to the Google. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um <laughs> what do you think of this? Okay. Uh do you do you check social media for uh candidates? Uh everyone says, Oh, what do you care about what the candidates got on social media? Tanya said that a few months ago she had a hiring manager. She looked at a candidate's OnlyFans page. I don't know what OnlyFans is, but they found the the person's uh, account there, and they didn't they didn't hire the candidate based on what they found. Okay, I don't know what it was. OnlyFans. Okay, they said it it wasn't aligned with the company image and value. It wasn't aligned. So, do you check social media? Is that an issue for you? I do not check social media. However, no? I think that there are reasons to do that when hiring a certain category or level of person, potentially, depending on your company and your company's policies. And, you know, if, if you're hiring a spokesperson for your company, there's probably a social media policy and a process for that. Okay, so if it's a public face of your company, if it's a public face of your company, but if you're just some engineer, you're not worried about her her social media. Is that right? That's my understanding. I mean, every company. Okay, that's what I'm not your understanding. That's what you're telling me. I'm feeding back what I'm hearing, and I'm going to do an ad now. Hone it. Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T dot com, Honeit, Honeit, okay? It tapes, it records the interview in audio, video, full transcript, searchable, and uh, it creates, you can create little clips of the key questions. I'm trying to think what the key question I asked for Jody so far, but if there was some really important thing, I would have pressed a little button, asked her the question, listened to her answer, and uh, then pressed another button. Then I would have sent that over to the hiring manager. So the hiring manager could hear Jody in her own words with all her passion. Mind you, she doesn't seem to be passionately interested in any of my questions. I, I'm going to note that. The only person who's been passionately interested in what I had to say today was Jerry. As usual, he criticized me and has left the show now because he finished dumping on me. Okay? But if you want to... <laughs> You, I can't believe Jerry you, left the show. Yeah, he's he's Damn. gone. He has he doesn't come, come much anymore. He's dumping his uh, Facebook group. I don't know what's got into him. Uh, but anyway, uh, and, and now he's a, obviously he's a nice guy. Doesn't like criticizing people anymore. <laughs> anyway, so but well, I don't know what's wrong with him. But hone it h o n e i t dot com. If you want to hear somebody uh, criticize a, a podcast host. Uh, It'll work that way too. Okay, uh, do you, when people you hear see people say recruiting is broken, does that mean anything to you? No, it's very vague. You know what? It's people stupid. are challenging to deal with, and um, you know, supply chains are challenging to deal with too. But you know, when you're trying to order widgets from a global marketplace, that's one thing. But people. You know, it's it's not like ordering two of this and three of that. They're, they're people. It's recruiting's always going to be challenging because you can't just order up and have it shipped. You know. Well, I don't know what you're there's saying. People they're people. What does that equation. mean? That they're moody, they're uh, capricious, uh, they're not reliable. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean that's part of it, but um, we we have a brief, like a, you know, these are the criteria, although maybe we're trying to fill shoes of somebody that left. And so they did some of this type of job and some of that type of job. And now we're looking to find that externally to a company. We're not going to find the inherent knowledge of what that person who is no longer with the company externally, somebody coming in and going to know everything that somebody inside our company knows. So right away, we're not going to be able to find that. 
So, so you're talking when you're talking about people. See, well, I I assume when you said that you know you're dealing with people, it meant there's something wrong and difficult about people. Now it sounds like you're referring back to that hiring manager again. Okay, you shouldn't let the hiring managers at your well, company listen to this manager, show. Right? Okay, it's matching all of them up, and and then you know just the whole team around it. It's not just. Well, let me just see if anybody else people, has something bad to say about me on Twitter. <laughs> Michael oh, G. Man, Cox. This is going to be a long show. Oh, Michael G. Cox. Okay, you take over. Okay, go ahead. Ask her some questions. No, I was just saying, if you're going to read out tweets that disparage the good name of the recruiting animal, we're going to be here all day. Yeah. Okay. Well, it used to be when there was a lot of people on Twitter, there would be a lot of nasty things said. But you know, nobody is. The jury's right. There's not many people on Twitter anymore. They're taking it all to Facebook. Uh, Michael G. Cox, you got a question for Jody? I, I no. do not. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Maybe, maybe if uh, we could just cover, I'll, I'll ask a few quick questions to cover some of the basics. Jody, what, what kind of recruiting do you, do you specialize in? I am a tech lead recruiter, electrical engineers. And you just recently Right now I'm recruiting in four role. cities in North America. How many jobs do you work at one time? How many wrecks? Right now I have 18. Really? And are they all different, or uh, are they really like an overlap? They're mostly different. But, uh-huh. um, like, I have 11 hiring managers. Oh, really? So. See, that's the thing. That's what, that's what these recruiters discuss. When they get these requests on LinkedIn for help and advice – I'm working on 50 jobs. I got no time for you, okay? That's their issue, and that's your issue as well. 18 uh, technical well, positions. It's not 50. That would be crazy. Okay, well, I was exaggerating. But there are people with 50. <laughs> There's certainly people with 30, okay? Yeah, that's a lot. Hey, Animal, do you have uh, Do you have anybody on mute right now? Philip Marks is asking why you can't hear him. Okay, hold on. Philip is a, is a one one one. Oh no, here he is, Phil London. Okay, wait a sec. Okay, go ahead, Phil. Phil, go you ahead. You're me. open. All yeah, right. I can, can hear you. you. Go ahead. Amazing. You came late. Okay, Amazing. now uh, you're open. Oh. Well, it's better than coming early, right? Sorry, that's <laughs> a bit rude. That on this show, okay? No wonder there's no women coming to this show. People like you call in. Go ahead. Oh. That's that's all I've got to say. <laughs> okay, great, thanks. Oh, yeah, well, you know what? Question and I'll answer. Yeah, I'm glad you can hear me. I'll shut up now. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, what about? Okay, you know, I've been focusing on this thing about pushy candidates. To you know, they send you their resume, and uh, maybe I'm talking about that too much. Okay, uh, but you know what? We there was a, some more discussion this week about bad words. Sorry, I, I, I'll just go wherever I go. I don't care. Like this guy said, I we hate could, that we. Okay, I hate that we use words like business penetration and market domination it's very masculine very toxic you can simply say business expansion or market leadership okay it does business penetration or market domination uh, are those words too forceful for women i mean it, it really come on is that a problem i don't think it needs to be about penetration i mean that's weird that's just a strange word yeah i don't know i mean if you're taking market share, you're taking market share. Not, I don't know. That's how we so talk about pe- it. penetrating I mean, a certain market—that's bad, right? Penetrating. I'm going to penetrate that market. Okay. I'm going to dominate that market. Those are bad things to say. Okay, everybody. I just wanted her opinion. Okay. It's not a matter of whether I agree with her or not. I mean, you talk about the total available market, and then you talk about taking market share. That's what I am more used to hearing. Yeah, okay. more you just don't like you don't like that word domination or penetration in any context, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Anybody well, else want to talk, talk about, about the that? Dominating okay. and winning the Stanley Cup. <laughs> I'm okay I with think, that. Uh, I think penetration should definitely be dropped from the English dictionary or American dictionary. It's, it's English <laughs> anyway, but uh, 
and uh, for for the fairer sex, I think we should call it uh, growth, like a like a garden full of flowers. Okay, good. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Phil, for calling in. I like pretty that. flowers. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. I can um, talk a little bit more about job search. Uh, no, how do you get the can? How do you get the candidate vote? Uh, okay, actually, what what do you say when you call a candidate? I let you think about this, and they say I'm happy where I am. Okay, because you 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 were like a, a sorcerer and a, uh, a recruiter and a closer. You said as well. So you call some engineer, electrical engineer that you've been searching for, uh, and you know they're very hard to find. Who meet the specs of your crazy hiring managers, unreasonable. Hiring managers. They're not crazy and, and unreasonable. Not yours, mine. Okay. And then, uh, uh, anyway, that's a hypothetical. So you find somebody who's not so easy to find. I- I've been in that situation. You're very happy. And this person's dragging their feet. And, but, no, but finally, you find the candidate. And, and, and so you say, I really need to get this person. And, and But the candidate says, You know what? I'm not looking for a job right now. I want to know what you say, how you deal with that. And I'm gonna, I've got lots of quotes from other people on how they deal with it. But first, I want to talk about HireTool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L.com. Okay, Michael G. Cox just told us at the beginning of the show they raised a pile more money. So I assume that business is good. They certainly are famous on every recruiting discussion group when there's a discussion of sourcing tools, HireTool is raved about. There's other good tools there. You know, I'm not saying there aren't. But Hire Tool is a top level, highly respected sourcing tool. In fact, didn't you say something about Hire Tool, Jody? Am I mistaken? Did you say something about I it love as well? Hire Tool. Well, go ahead, yeah. do the ad for me. Hire Tool is very important to my sourcing strategy. It's my go to tool. And especially now with the wonderful improvements of Recruiter. Hire Tool is more important than ever. Thank you, Hire Tool, for being awesome. Okay, what other tools? Before we go back to my other question, any other tools that you really love and, and would recommend? I really love Textio, and I'm glad I'm with a company that can afford it. Although Textio would certainly say penetration is out, right? Because Textio does a as an assessment of the female sensitive words. I have words. not tried and to put penetration into one of my recruiting marketing emails, but I'm very curious to what it would say. I'm gonna have yeah. to give it Okay, a tell, try. tell people what text tell people what Textio is and why you like it, okay? Textio is a platform that uses machine learning and augmented uh, I don't know. It's 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 a computer thing. And it analyzes your writing using a bunch of data on the backside that it has through all its clients to help you make better job posts and better recruitment marketing emails. Uh-huh. And you think it really so, improves your, uh, your job ads. You think it improves your job ads by warning you, by I red do. flagging stuff like penetration, right? Yeah, it, it helps you understand what – women versus men would click through on yeah. and uh-huh. what also this is kind of interesting because I've always like been very skeptical about the generational stuff that I see that's written, especially by recruiting bloggers. No offense to the awesome recruiting bloggers that are out there, but I just sometimes when I read the stuff about the generations, it, it lands flat. It doesn't ring true to me, but Textio has, now enough data where they're apparently analyzing words that either accelerate the click-throughs from certain 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds, 60-year-olds, or turn those categories off. Mm. Phil, are you a millennial? Phil, from London, still here? Are you a millennial? Yeah, sorry, listen, can can we please stop saying the P word because it's very disturbing. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, okay, well, yeah. I switched over. I just wanted to know if there's any generational saying, yeah. words that, you know, turn you off. I mean, here <laughs> she's saying she didn't trust. I don't trust Textio, and I've never used it, so I can't really say from experience. But some of the lists, they'd say, stay away from these words. They just seem absurd to me. 
I'm wondering, you know, if you believe, Phil, there's generational words that, you know, millennials are not going to like that, that older yeah, I mean, uh, candidates might. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm an old guy, so I've got a 21-year-old and a 20-year-old. So I just speak their language, and you learn their language, and I love to uh, – I love to throw their language at some older generation people to see how they respond. Like what? To it. Do you have an uh, example of what's their language? What's their language? Like, is it woke language? Come on, like, what is it? They'll say things it's like, "Same." They speak gift. same. If you if you if you feel about something and they agree with you, they'll say same, same. And uh, what else do they do? Same. Um, yeah. Same like S A N E. Same S A N E. Just like and, yeah, I feel I feel the same about it. I yeah, but they'll just use oh. the one word. So everything uh-huh. is boiled okay. down to one uh-huh. kind of funky word. Uh-huh. And do you use uh, that in like, your do you use that in your recruiting? Same. <laughs> if I'm if I'm talking to a, a uh, millennial, I might do. Uh, yeah. Just oh to, really? Uh, break the ice. Okay. And uh, soz soz. Do you get soz? S O Z. That's an apology. Never heard of it. So I've never heard right. of it. Get some uh, kids. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I've right. got a feeling those words wouldn't turn up in Textio. I bet Textio has never heard of them and doesn't know what it means. Uh, any generational oh. words that you can uh, tell us what it's it's tagged for you, uh, Jody? Like leadership skills will appeal to 40s, people in their 40s and 50s, um, where it's neutral for other people. Disrupt is a word that doesn't tend to appeal to any, anybody, which is interesting because we talk about disruptors and that seems to have some cachet, right? But apparently Textio data is Cachet is a very sophisticated word for this show. Okay, cachet is a sophisticated word. We don't have <laughs> I don't to explain what, what it means. Okay. Mastery. Uh, area code 508, do you want to say something before I move on? No? Get rid of mastery. Bad term. Masterate? Mastery. Mastery. Oh, okay. Mastery. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, Jody, back to what I asked you a half an hour ago. Uh, you call up somebody who was hard to find. She says, you know oh, what? Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm not looking. Yeah, well, so I usually say it's awesome to be happy with your job and your role and what you're doing and congratulate them on that. And then I'll ask, you know, the best time to look for a job is when you're happy in your your job. Does it make sense for me to connect back with you in three months, six months? Or, you know, Okay, well, so, you so you're not going to try to, you know, Jerry's not here. I'm trying to get them to think forward. Okay, but Jerry's not here. Jerry has said, forever. Jerry has said, Jerry has said, luckily, I don't care if Jerry doesn't come anymore because I know everything he said, okay? And uh, he has said many times that uh, he's made a lot of money uh, just saying, okay, no. Uh, accepting no for it, taking no for an answer. That's what he said. Okay, so you're in the Jerry school, right? If they say no, you don't try to turn them around. Am I right about that? I would put an asterisk where I am accepting their no. I think that's really important information. And I want to plant the seed that no equals not right now. And so if it's not right now, then when? Okay, but there's lots of people would say if you're a real sourcer, a real recruiter, that's a sales position, and if you take no for an answer, you're not going to be successful. The way to work at this job, if someone says, I'm not looking now, I'm happy where I am, you say, just like you did, you say, that's great, that's the kind of person I'm looking for, okay? And then you start selling the, into that idea that they're happy where they am. That's the kind of person you want, okay? So you don't say, oh, I'm glad to hear that. I'll check. Is it okay if I check back in three months? No, you don't say that. Uh, no, anybody... it's not like, is it okay if I check back in three months? That's not – like, I just had a conversation with this person, a, a conversation just like this yesterday. 
And he said, the project is really exciting. The team is growing. He's committed. And I said, so is that because you've only been there for not even a year and a half and there's some long-term incentives? So that question made sense in that context. He said that's part of it and got a little bit more information from him. So I said, you feel strongly committed to the project? And he said, yes. And then I, I was able to say in the timeline, we're talking years, not months. And he, he said, yes, this is, this is several years. And so we, then I um, said, you know, does it make sense for me to connect back? Somebody to, so want to say, interrupt her years. and say something? Somebody want to challenge her? No, it's, uh, no, I don't want to challenge her. I was just going to say, is the subject, is the subject here when somebody says, no, I'm sorry, I'm not looking for another job right now? Right. What yeah. do you say, Phil? Right. So if you, mean, if, this is what why I would say is, recruiting is not ordering up stuff and just having it delivered. It's people. And this particular person and this particular conversation, I had to respond given these particulars with this person a different person it'd be the same basic strategy hey that's phenomenal it's great to love your job it's a good time to look for work when you love your job but you have to you can't just like type that in an email and just blast it out you have to look for the hooks where you can personalize it to actually have a real conversation one-on-one with the person you're actually speaking to. And I think that's what gets lost sometimes in the recruiting blog, so what in I, this show. Let's hear Phil. Phil's dying to say something. He's calling all the way from London to listen to you. Let's hear what he's got okay. to say. Let's hear. What I would Phil. do is I would say, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Shoot. I would say I would put into Google, I would type this, thanks, but I'm not looking for a new job right now. Uh, sorry, uh, I've lost you. Are, are you are you pulling my leg? Or? No, I'm absolutely <laughs> serious. You put into you go to Google now and type in yeah. thanks. But I'm not. But I'm not looking for a new job right and now. And so, what do I get and back? Hit, I can't do it while I'm on the show. What, what's your point? You can't. Okay, you get a blog um, called. Sorry, but no, I'm. Don't do it. Yeah, you I'm better not, have you, you. There's no thinking on this show. If you have something to say, okay. it's got to be thought out already. Uh, okay. Uh, wait, no give thinking. me a second. That's give me I'm a break. Give yes. me a break. Right. So no I would thinking. say first off, I admire you for that. I do think there's a lack of loyalty and there are great companies out there that, that do a good job at retaining staff. And although I'm sure there are some who hypnotize their staff too, I sometimes think some cult tech firms weave hypnotic images into their furnishings, subliminally developing people's unconscious <laughs> to repeat over and over. I love it here. I love it here. Now I can understand your skepticism as well with the amount of approaches by recruiters, but who have no understanding of your title. Uh, but anyway, I would read the blog, basically. That, uh, Is that your blog? Is that your own? Yeah. Yeah? yeah? Okay. Yeah, and, if you, and there's, a link, there's a link to it in your Twitter feed under the last tweet at Animal. Okay. Thank you very much, everybody. I'll, I'll, I'll retweet that. I'll retweet that after the show. Thanks very much. Okay, i got to do an ad. PC Recruiter, okay? It is configurable configurable if you don't know what that means it means customizable they have a, a, a software recruiting software that's so versatile it's good for any kind of recruiting because they don't impose any kind of working structure on you you get to mold the software to suit your own processes if you don't know how to do it yourself man they are so happy to help you okay and it doesn't matter to them if you're a nobody some uh, young recruiter in your mom's basement, you know, wearing your house dress or something like that, or your yoga pants, they don't care. If you're a recruiter, they love you, and they want to help you, pcrecruiter.net. I already told you about Hone It. I told you about Hire Tool, and better than me telling you, okay, you had Jody telling you, okay? Terrific. I really appreciate that, okay? But finally... 
I'm going to tell you again about StaffingDebt.com and BackdoorHires.com. They have software that can help you find people who've been hired behind your back by, you know, so-called clients who don't want to pay you, okay? And then StaffingDebt.com, they go after those people for you, and they know how to do it because they specialize in the recruiting business exclusively. Okay. Back to (laughs) Jody, Jody, Jody. You know who said that? Jody, Jody, Jody. Judy, you know Judy, Judy. Right, yeah. You know, I, I, I keep when I was a little kid, that was a standard joke. But I keep thinking maybe nobody knows anymore. And, and I'm sure Phil would be able to tell me with his kids. Do they know who Cary Grant was? Phil, your kids know. Okay, he's gone. He's you here. know what I recently learned? Judy Garland. He's a, when she passed, Lizzie's S. Grant. That led it's, to it's the not, Stonewall. It's not my era. I didn't know that. I'm a bit, I'm a bit young for that, to be honest. Jody, Jody, Jody. Okay, uh, Jody. Is there? You know, I got tons of questions. Uh, is there something that turns you on? Or something that you want to talk about? We got ten minutes left. I thought we. Wanted I mean, to I got questions. You say I don't know. Out. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> don't get turned on. <laughs> it's great that he doesn't hear things, isn't it? Um, I'm talking over you. Well, you know what? I call. I got to tell you, I call in on a different line than you do, and I guess it's more muffled because I'm always telling people I can't hear them, and everybody else says, "Hey, I can hear them fine." Okay, so I'm having trouble hearing you, and I talked over you, so I didn't hear what you said. Go ahead, please. I was just going to talk a little bit more about the job search story because I was rambling on about it and then we got sidetracked which is what happens on the show which is the coolest part about it but I do think that there's a lot of recruiters that are looking and it is really challenging and really hard so when I was laid off some of my colleagues were already at AMD AMD was hiring A, a friend downloaded my LinkedIn profile and I got into the interview process, which was awesome because I landed there immediately. And that really helped me, like, kind of recover from that shock of being laid off. And I really wasn't prepared to even do a job search at that point. And then later, the next year, I started with a startup, which I thought was a good move for me. And I did learn a lot. The job didn't end up being what I had thought it was based on my interviews and such. And so then luckily AMD had said the door is always open. And I did a job search and I almost considered leaving semiconductor. Um, but my heart wasn't quite in that. And so I got a question for you before I forget. Okay. I got a question for you. First of all, you, you're into yoga. It sounds like you've got good karma. Okay. Uh, you manage to get walk into a job without any effort at all, and then get another one, and have the first one take you back, even after you dump them. Okay, but th- th- this uh, thing, you took a job at a startup, and you say, and you're a recruiter, okay, and you said even you as a recruiter, in a way, were let's say duped, okay, or no, misled, it wasn't, it wasn't or, or, or mistaken. You, you got. Oh, let me finish. Let me finish. You got into the job, and you found out it wasn't what you thought it was, okay? I would have thought that you, of all people, would be, you know, know how to figure that out. What went wrong? Well, the research I did wasn't sufficient, right? Like, I talked to people that I knew that worked there, and turned out, you know, that wasn't sufficient. I think that it's important to realize when you're changing jobs, you can know a lot, but you aren't necessarily going to know everything. It's more at a startup that's going to happen than at an established company, right? And sometimes that's the best thing because at a startup, you can kind of make it what you want to make it. However, as a recruiter, if a startup doesn't have a hardware startup, doesn't have a really laid out strategy and I really like to source into a well-defined org, but instead that org is shifting 
and the strategy is shifting, that can be really challenging because I'm having people leave a good job to take a job where maybe their job gets eliminated because the strategy shifts. And, you know, that's, that's just really challenging as a recruiter. Okay, so um, that's also, something – really come on, like I can't believe you didn't realize that. Let me finish. Tactical recruiter I'm talking over you. Recruiter. I am talking over you. Okay. Because okay, I want to get this – I want to get you. this finished. I want to get this <laughs> answered before the show's over. You okay. went for a startup. Now you're saying, oh, I didn't feel uh, comfortable recruiting in people into an unstable situation. It's a startup. I mean, you knew that before you went in. Don't tell me that was the reason you weren't happy there. That's where you made a mistake. It, it, come on. What went wrong? What was it you found out that you didn't like, that you weren't aware that that might be the case before you started working there? What surprised you? I think it was the moving strategy of a hardware startup. It okay, takes I'm not going to get. I'm not going to. I'm not going to corny on that. I can't. I can't squeeze it out of you. Okay, I can tell. Go ahead. You, you got the last five minutes. They're that's, yours. That's I won't talk over you. That's answer for people that understand. But. Okay. Well, I'm not one of them, obviously. Five minutes. They're all yours. Go ahead. Shoot. You just want me to go on and on? Well, anyway, so it's good. That I boomeranged at ARM, and I also boomeranged at AMD. I think the key for that is having a phenomenal network. But what's more important is it's not so much who you know. People talk about that all the time, who you know, who you know. It's who knows me and what I'm capable of delivering. And that's really what enabled me to come back to ARM when I left and then came back and also come back to AMD and, you know, and maybe come back to a different company in the future. So the people, the recruiters that are, are looking right now, it's, it's helpful to have a good network, but it's really more important to make sure that people know what it is you do and a lot of recruiters, people know maybe that they're a recruiter, but they don't necessarily know what that means or what type yeah. of recruiter they are, mm. what type of network they have. Mm. Come back when you grow up, girl. You're still living in a paper doll world. You know that song? <laughs> you were saying you came back. You came back to two companies. You brought it back to me. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, I don't know, it sounds like you just got lucky because lots of people you worked with already knew what you could do. I mean, <laughs> and so they hired Luck you back. They really wanted you. It. I'm not going to say that it's all me at all. I mean, it's, yeah. it's really, okay. I am okay. very grateful. Phil, parting words? Phil, any parting words? Phil or 508, whoever wants to talk. Parting words? Yeah, um, I mean, you just said you, she got lucky because um, – people knew that she was good at what she does. I mean, that you, you know, you make your own luck, and uh, clearly Jody made her own luck. Other parting, other parting was, Jody. I don't know if you ever get a chance to do yoga to um, Ravi Shankar and the Spirit of India. What a wonderful piece of music to do some yoga to. Absolutely suggest that you do that at some point. Cool. I'll check okay. it out. Thanks, Philip. Okay. Any, uh, I was just listening to Nora Jones, uh, his daughter, uh, just just yesterday. Area code 508, you want to say something? Yes. Any recruiters looking for jobs, please check out the COVID-19 Job Resources Start Me page uh, compiled by Brett Feig. Who's this, Glenn? Is this Glenn Gutmacher? Is this Glenn? Of course. Well, why weren't you louder, okay? You said one thing, okay? I I would have let her. Now you're now unmute 508. Okay, well, now you're telling me it's you, okay? (laughs) Too late. I could have let Glenn interview you. That would have been better, Jody. (laughs) You'll have to come back and and let him call in again, okay? Anyway, Glenn, Michael G. Cox, Jerry, Phil, pardon me, and Jody Lance!